1: A celebration of the incredible
0: career of one gigantic man.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, I'm Eric.
0: (laughs) I'm Charlie. And uh, sometimes this has happened on the show. A favorite of ours has passed away. And how do you do just one tiny show on a guy like William Smith? That's right. The career this guy had is insane to cover. Gigantic in more ways than one.
1: Physically impressive Specimen. Yeah, the guy stands
0: uh, out in any scene in a movie. We had to. Uh, we wanted to just do one giant episode looking at a bunch of his things because he was just a presence on TV and movies
1: and direct to video and yes, across uh, genres for like forty years. And we uh, we just did a William Smith fucking film festival we did a william smith fucking film festival So we got a couple movies to talk about but yeah this the timing
0: uh the timing of this man's death couldn't have been better for us <laughs> <laughs> so william smith
1: just passed 88 years old crazy good life good run 270 something <laughs> yeah. credits as an actor he has actor. the most impenetrable yet welcoming imdb credits possible uh a career that began in the 50s and uh he has a he has a movie that came out in 2020 that he was in the steve carell joint yeah that i found out existed when william smith died exactly uh so this is a guy that's just done it all classic westerns action movies biker movies uh, yes. Everything you can think. He of. got beat up by every big TV star. Yeah, best known for the 70s and 80s. Brawling.
0: He's a man we've talked about on this show as much as anyone. <laughs> it seems like It's crazy. maybe Car- maybe we've talked John Carpenter more. But, but he- Smith just keeps coming up as a reference
1: point. Well, the- and he's just in tons of shit that we watch. Yeah, I think he first came up on the show uh, when we talked about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because Definitely. He is in CeCe and Company, which you see the trailer for Sharon in that Tate movie. sees the, the trailer for it. And uh, when we saw that movie, it was like, what is the CeCe and Company? we got to see this movie <laughs> with uh, with the, the football Namath. player. Joe Namath. <laughs> I almost said Joe DiMaggio. Uh, but yeah, then he turns out to be the biker in that. And that was the first time I had really known that name, William Smith. William Smith, Smith. right. Um, again, this is a guy has been in everything. And I had seen him in previous years on, you know, Conan the ba- the Barbarian, right, or Red Dawn. Yeah, when you needed a, an
0: old dude to play
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger's father, yeah, there's
0: William Smith is like, well, here's a giant old guy, yeah, that's cool. It's but he's also Clint Walker,
1: hugely muscular, yeah, imposing. Him and Arnold are nice are, square uh, jaw.
0: Him and Arnold are bo- both in like the Venice Beach Bodybuilding Hall yeah. of Fames. Smith was. Uh, bodybuilder he was a cia agent
1: yeah didn't you he say sp- he spoke like several speaks, languages
0: yeah espe- especially fluent russian wow so he's been a russian interrogator and a russian like cia agent like this was before he got, into, got acting. into acting yeah. then he got into bot competitive bodybuilding which he excelled at then he you know studied eight years of like kung fu oh my lord it was like you know uh, with bruce lee was supposed to be in Enter the Dragon but due to another filming commitment John Saxon Oh really replaced him because Smith go. has This guy is a martial artist he kicks like over people's heads <laughs> he does. in movies you know This guy is so imposing and impressive able to hold any scene but at the same time he is a character actor and like all character actors there has to be just a moment where we become aware of the guy You know you see guys in right. a thing, and sometimes it's after the second s- time you see him, where it's like, I, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, you might notice Robert Forster or Ron
1: Perlman or notice exactly. him quick, right? Right, right. That but was then, that was my moment. But then yeah. other guys take a while. Well, then what's it's like? Uh, once you start seeing, or once you know something, or notice something, <laughs> then you see it everywhere, right? So now, having only known who William Smith was in the last two years, two and a half years. Now, I, well, yeah, we've talked about him four or five times on the show. Yeah. And he seems to be in almost everything we watched. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he shows up. Well, that's because this then you guy. you can't get away from him. <laughs> this guy worked
0: constantly for 40 years. Yeah. The, the, Crazy. Some I mean, of the Some of the quality of the work changed, but there were peaks and valleys, but always constant work. So we, in the 60s, he was on TV Westerns, mm-hmm. a couple of different Westerns that went multiple seasons. So that's big. It's we've talked about him once upon a time in Hollywood, not only because he was in C.C. and
1: Company, but because Rick Dalton felt like William Smith. Right. Yeah. If you look at his uh, resume, it's all those like two two episodes on one show or a one shot on this thing, Uh Ironsides, Mission Impossible, and uh, yeah, probably always playing a heavy or (laughs) when you're the
0: heaviest man on the uh, on the set. You know, yeah, it's always a guy in a bar fight. Because Smith, again, imposing guy, could make a screen fight look cool. Always. Always, Always cool. cool. Always looked like he was taking a beating while absolutely wrecking balling people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these fights looked intense. Yeah. But after his Western TV kind of stardom, and he's a good looking guy, he's just not a guy who can play a typical male lead. He's too big. He's too, too like yeah. He's too in- muscular. Insane. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like John Cena when he shows up in things and <laughs> st- stands next to normal people. Right.
1: Well, yeah. Like The Rock never really has like romantic <laughs> subplots or yeah. anything. It look like he's alien just... shit. You know, it look insane. <laughs> and uh but Smith managed to
0: keep after the the western work. It was all heavies work, all grindhouse biker movies, oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff, all like street fighting movies, but he found the markets where his skills were a plus and just dominated them. So he shows up in every popular TV show in the 70s. Every one. He's on the first episode of uh, The Rockford Files.
1: That's pretty cool. You know,
0: getting in a big bathroom fight with Jim Rockford. (laughs) And, uh, and, you know, Garner's a big guy. Garner's like 6'3", 6'4". So you need a cool... So, for a guy that's more imposing than Jim Rockford, that was kind of the key to the character. And it needed to illustrate that in the big feature length pilot episode. Boom, you get William Smith. Mm-hmm. But, you know, showing up on all the big stuff like Daniel Boone, Gunsmoke, Bonanza.
1: Did a bunch of Hawaii Five O episodes. He was in the final season of yeah. Hawaii Five O. Very so yeah, cool. he took over for one of the main characters. So BJ and the Bear, I know I brought it up you, before we were you recording. Love, you love the BJ and the Bear. A two-part double episode shot. of BJ and the Bear titled "The Fast and the Furious." That's crazy. <laughs> like William Smith today at that age would have been in these Fast and Furious Dude, movies. Yes, you know William Smith absolutely. did Fast
0: and Furious type movies in the seventies. Exactly, and even old guy William Smith would have played in some of these new Fast and Furious movies. I'm sure that would have been a a cool old guy like, you guys don't know about cars. (laughs) I don't know. I I could have seen it. I could have seen it. But yeah, he showed up a lot as (laughs) a, he would get sci-fi TV show work and it would always be as some other dimensions gladiator representative. Right. It would be like they come to this new planet and he's like, Borax, the fearful leader, because <laughs> he's the biggest dude in sight, you know?
1: A lot of those kind of roles. Yeah. Because, yeah. But, like, like also, like, cut. Like, he's not just a big guy. <laughs> he's, like, defined People muscular features. People didn't look like, like this it's,
0: on TV. It's crazy. During during William Smith's era. He had the charisma, because he was a and talented actor, too. It's something you too, take
1: for granted, because it seems like all the Marvel heroes look like that now. Yes, Due to extreme conditioning and terrible stuff. Yeah. But he was just naturally uh, he or, was, you know, bodybuilding and no, he took He was pride that in it. before it was a thing.
0: Well there's a lot of actors who had you know who kept in shape back then. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Bronson before. How he doesn't feel like a body guy. But him, Eastwood, like they were in you know, De Niro in Taxi Driver, that right. slim, lean cut shape. But nobody looked like William Smith, like a two hundred and sixty pound cut guy. It was only Clint Walker, who was another Western star and mm. Cheyenne, mm. who had a big, uh, big similar career, just maybe a decade starting a decade earlier than Smith. But those two, he looked like. Uh, like Gaston in Beauty and the Beast, like totally. a comically large-chested, square-jawed man. That's what it is, yeah.
1: It's that.
0: <laughs> Seeing that guy riding in on a horse, it looks like impossible. <laughs> so, so, of course, that guy spends the 70s as the bike gang leader who gets his ass kicked by, like, you know, whatever Billy Jack knockoff. Is happening or gets beat up by Rockford, gets beat up by Kid Curry and Hannibal Hayes, (laughs) you know, (laughs) gets gets jacked by George Papard on the A-team. Just did that for 15 years, just but constant work. And by then he just segued perfectly into that straight to video market when all the action movies were getting made cheaper and more dangerous. He was in the middle of all that. And then he was old enough to be the cool, gruff, corporal, you know, the evil sergeant or something. Mm-hmm. It was such a perfect timed career. Forty—that's how the guy worked. Forty years of just constantly showing up and stuff. But you, I love. Once you found out about him two years ago, yeah.
1: Then he's everywhere. Well, then he's everywhere. You do nothing but see him. Yeah, we uh, yeah we see CC and company. Love it. Uh, then we watch Crowhaven Farm. Right, which and, was a total fluke. Uh, we just got invited to do it. Yeah, and he was shows up at the end on a horse. The very end,
0: man. That whole movie. His name is in the credits, and I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, William Smith's in this.
1: The last scene of the movie, the great last scene. One though. minute. Oh, he's great. great he's, I think of it a lot, actually. Uh-huh. He's very effectively creepy because he's also a really good actor. Like this he, is if Schwarzenegger he is. was a good actor. Kind of a thing. <laughs> yes, you you've know? talked before
0: about how every thing you have to buy into every Schwarzenegger movie is just, this man talks like this. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Everybody just buys that ticket. Look, up front. He's a fertility scientist and he has a thick Austrian accent. Okay, (laughs) He's also massive.
0: (laughs) We have to accept it. He has a normal job. He's just 270 and jacked. (laughs) We just have to move on, or else you'll just get hung up and you'll get left behind. Exactly. You just need to
1: jump on. Smith is a really good actor. Yeah. Uh, who, who can kind of be a chameleon too. Even though he's jacked, it's like he looks so different to me when I look at pictures of him in The Outsiders. Oh yeah, The Outsiders. He's playing almost like a hapless sh- shop owner. Yeah, he's getting got big, robbed. You know, glasses on. And then we talk about him in uh, Maniac Cop. And by then he's got like a shaved Shaved head. head. He looks older looking guy, and then yeah, his voice is like got kind of long smoker, her throat from
0: ear to ear. Yeah, he also no mustache in Maniac Cop, so it was no hair or mustache, but it was a
1: totally different kind of tough menace. Right, and then I think we also saw him in the scene in uh, Uncle Sam. Yes. So like all you know, a lot of lustig stuff and straight to video era,
0: and but a lot of these action movies we've watched a couple of them recently, but he is a guy that shows up in, there's a Gary Busey movie called Eye of the Tiger. Oh, hell yeah. And Busey's one of these guys like, you know, going up against the biker gang movies mm-hmm. and Smith's the leader of the biker gang that, you know, lives in the outskirts of the desert in this small town. So he's almost this Mad Max set up to his, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just like Rick Dalton, had to go do goddamn Italian movies. Smith had constant work. It was just doing Filipino uh dirty dozen kind of pictures or jailbreak kind of movies and and he's cleaned up in it. It's yeah. great. Oh, he's great. And so and they're yeah, kick ass movies. They're all so good. They're all he brings so much to them that they're always worth seeing just for him. He's one of those guys. Exactly. We always talk about our favorite character actors, and uh, if you were, we have all these, you know, these names in a cup of guys that we love. And if you were narrowing that down to ten names, this guy I think stands out as one of the top ten genre cinema legends, just because he did it all, Mm -hmm. and he did it forever. (laughs) I (laughs) mean, every genre of film that would be considered any kind of pulp genre. He is a legend within it, like a total megastar that also had these cool off-screen bonafides. It's an incredible life. It's not just getting yeah. getting your ass kicked by, by Rockford or or a betrayal. <laughs> you had mentioned Ironsides. Yeah. So I have seen the episode of him on Ironsides. Night. It is great. He is during this stretch of the show where Ironside is battling alcohol. And he's getting uh, kind of sloppy at his job, and William Smith plays like his sponsor. And he's was like, "Man, you don't see like from the mid '70s this nice yeah. guy, William Smith. He's like helping him both physically and like you know battling his demons." Right, because Ironside's a guy in a wheelchair. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got them iron sides listeners. on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call him Wheels, <laughs> <laughs> and his partner Legs. That's funny. Uh. And it's just like, man, this is such a, like, just helping out this, this man put his life back together. He does a heel turn three minutes to go oh, from no. the end. Fucking turns on Ironsides right at the end. Suckered him in with friendship. It was like, oh, of course, they're going to give this nice guy role to William Smith. What? Yeah. He's a sponsor. Terrible. Oh, man. I know. They, they, he just played a heavy and a bad guy on TV for 15 years. It's insane. It's tough to book. Uh, A good guy who is as physically dominating over every other man. That's tough to get a crowd behind that guy. (laughs) You know, (laughs) he already has physical advantages that are clear. Mm -hmm. So you just get bad guy roles. And so he fucking got a bunch of bad guy roles. Which one do you want to talk about first? How about any which way you can? Let's get that out of the way. We recently had a William (laughs) Smith film festival. We were getting together with a few friends to watch a bunch of different films. And Smith passed away the day before our movie day. And then it just became too clear that we had to watch all William Smith films. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is the perfect way to celebrate a guy who's a total icon like this. If we're going to be watching movies together anyway so we d- we all decided everybody got to pick their own smith pre- feature which is not as easy as it sounds when you look at his yeah. career we
1: took it all pretty seriously though but there is <laughs>
0: 270 <laughs> entries to
1: scroll through yeah at and least like 50 movies you could essentially pick i always think it's the best way to celebrate
0: a guy like this is now that that sent all 5 6 of us off researching this guy mm-hmm. just looking into his career and really getting excited about how to spend your time with his career that's big and i, I like doing that it feels good doing that so of course we watch so <laughs> any a, which way you can we
1: end up watching any which way you can the Clint eastwood orangutan sequel
0: oh that's the one with the monkey
1: that's the one with no. the monkey
0: so this series <laughs> is a total blind spot for me I had no idea how huge this series was to that specific years in American history. I had no idea. People loved Apes. These, these movies were in huge in movies, grocers. In any way. But this is Clint Eastwood is at this time the biggest box office draw. Right? Him, Bronson, Robert Redford. I would say so. Like in nineteen eighty. I mean right he was for time. many,
1: many years, yeah. Yeah, you got And so this isn't just
0: a, a fluke movie with a, a a guy and a monkey getting big. Yeah. This would be like if Burt Reynolds was doing three chimpanzee movies, three orangutan movies.
1: This would be like Steve McQueen
0: doing these yes. movies. And obviously that sounds like it would fucking rule. <laughs> obviously. You know, Burt Reynolds ended up having to settle for Cop and a
1: Half. Sure. He had to pull Yeah, he, he had to act with kids. He had to act with kids. Which I don't know. Kids are orangutan. No kids. You're not supposed to act with animals or kids. But if I have to choose, no kids. No kids. I will act with this orangutan. Probably a good thing for the
0: kids. Yeah. So Burt Reynolds missed out on the orangutan money. Had to (laughs) settle for cop and a half. I'm sure he he must have made a movie with a monkey at some point. Burt Reynolds feels like Burt Reynolds would have. He's made several (laughs) with like a gator. Well, there you go. You know, it's different. He's a he's a (laughs) he's a Florida Bama guy. You know, that's true. It's a different different part. Uh, but Any Which Way You Can, again, was a series that I was born, I guess, after that cultural shift. I was aware of the Smokey and the Bandits, that mm-hmm. kind of realm, but the, the fans of Any Which Way, totally outside of my personal bubble until Saturday. <laughs> when our buddy Jason wanted to watch this because he had seen it, you know, when
1: he was a kid. Yeah. Because that's his era. To to the credit of the movie, it does have William Smith in it. And he gets to do a long extended <laughs> multi scene fist fight yeah. with Clint Eastwood at the end that pretty a big much one. rules. Big ass kicking fight yeah. at the end. The hour and a half leading up to the big ass fight at the end. <laughs> hour and a half. Spotty I mean, at the best. Hour
0: fifty. Spotty at to it, best. This is a two hour movie. Here's my biggest shock. <laughs> I was really happy to see it had some great William Smith stuff. It is true that William Smith disappears for a hard 75 minutes (laughs) in the middle of this. He's introduced
1: and then we don't see him. And and then he comes
0: back fist blazing. Uh, What I was not expecting was that the monkey is not instrumental in the plot in any way. He's just like a long
1: for the ride. Yeah. The monkey is just a guy. It could have been just a man but yeah, it's a monkey. Since this is the sequel to, you know, Every Which Way But Loose or something. Yes. Uh they don't really tell you why the monkey's hanging out with them, but he's just a part of the crew. And this was my entry point. He's just a guy in like his pit crew. They really expect you to know everything about the setup. I Clint, don't know Clint if Eastwood's there was a-, a truck driver turned bare knuckle boxer,
0: yeah. illegal fighter. I didn't know this had a bare knuckle street fighting ranked element to his, it. His- I only knew it had a monkey in Clint Eastwood his partner has a towing service cuz right. that makes sense and then yeah they have a monkey and they run the and they run on the underground street fighting truck driver circuit yeah for for side cash it's always the rich people watching uh i how I, rich do you have to be <laughs> to find out about all the poor's fighting
1: i love the the subgenre of movie that has a niche uh yeah. sport or non-existent oh, sport yeah and then acts like everyone knows about it. Yeah. This thing. They
0: know the rankings. They know if it's like he's going up against Hammerhead. Clint like, Eastwood,
1: yeah, p- playing uh, Philo Beto. Philo Beto, what a distractingly non name. Uh, is known from Everybody across knows across the this land. Name. Yeah. All the millionaires, all the billionaires know this bare knuckle boxer who fights in gravel pits against CHP uh, brawlers. And uh, they recruit him for like twenty five thousand yeah, dollars to have well, their prize illegal fights. prize fight in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. If you are one of the those rich guys who's live. like kind of struggled your life and you've kind of
0: made a good career in the crime game, I think when the moment happens that you are at an underground street fight <laughs> held like in an off ramp rest area, that's when you are like, you know, you are in. Oh yeah, you know, you made the cut. You are accepted as a rich guy that point that's i think that's when every rich guy knows they're a rich guy when they see two blue collar men fighting to the death
1: right yeah and william smith is that other guy he's the uh, he's the ringer basically yeah he's jack wilson who is the guy that everyone wants to see philo fight
0: william smith had this cool 70s movie 80s movie quality where he always looked really cool in a suit oh yeah but he also looked cool in any suit like even track suits he always looks really cool in 70s tracksuits. That's how we first see him. But, but also like cool, along.
1: like, you know, fancy tuxedo suits. Just kind of just, just the right amount of like kind of fluff in the hair. He's the got a gl- is on point. His hair is incredible. Kind of a nice dark neon That's why track it's so, suit. It's so
0: jarring to see him with a shaved head in Maniac Cop because it was not a shaved head by uh, by baldness. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, I'm far enough gone. I'm going to state him it. Yeah, yeah. This they guy had them. one of the most glorious heads of hair for his whole that's true film too. run. All of his '80s straight-to-video action stuff, he's got like cool old guy action hair, cool head <laughs> of hair throughout his whole whole run. Blessed could do the long feathered biker look as required. Absolutely, a lot, a lot of plays around with his with his hair, always success. So he had good uh, Bruce Jenner, 1980 action hair. Totally movie. Bruce, yes. Yeah, hard, the tracksuit, the vibes. Jenner hair, yeah. yeah, big time. Just like a two hundred and seventy-five pound Bruce Jenner, yeah, the Incredible Hulk, Bruce Jenner. It was mm-hmm. great, and <laughs> I heard him say, "It has this movie is very physical for him. The bit he's in, it's always him running, jogging with Eastwood, fighting with Eastwood, yeah, getting a bar fight with other people." So I guess he was a, as you might have guessed from his voice, heavy smoker through large parts of his life. Yeah. And that's what cut his life short at 88. <laughs> and I guess wherever they filmed this movie was, was past altitude. So it was like 8,000 feet. Oh, geez. Where him and Eastwood are running together. Yeah, yeah. So he says his scenes had to get chopped up so much because he was gassing out. Huh. Feel, like running hard. And Clint, he said Clint Eastwood's in the best shape of any guy he's ever met. <laughs> and He's having to stop every two minutes to just catch up and... I breathe again. Yeah. So, oh, he's like, yeah. Eastwood never brought it up. Never mentioned it. He
1: was great about it. Well, so. then, William Smith is a good actor because you don't see any kind of stress or struggle. No. And when he's they're not red faced or yeah, anything. Exactly. When they're when they're brawling and I love how they just they decide to call it off. But then they're like, you know, we'll just we just we'll never know. We'll who never can know who's ass. There was and such we a got, code. got I gotta of, know. I gotta there know. was such a code of honor. Oh yeah. Within the the ranked street fight. You expected community. this Jack Wilson guy to be a dick, um, but like, yeah, they're like friends. They, they're, they like help each other out. If you watch any kind of trailer, back. it's like,
0: it's him is kind of like the big tough guy villain. It's like, you know, Rocky versus Drago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No. He's like another guy who recognizes that the, the capitalist pigs are pitting them against each other, and he's just like, I'm just here because I got paid to be here, kind of. He's not the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And so him and East would become. Cohorts but
1: rivals? It's a frequent energy that we've seen Smith in. It's a it's like a level of respect for each other that's funny it's the funny o- to see in this illegal underground bare-knuckle boxing world. I think it's the only way to make him like
0: the baby face, the good guy, mm. is to make him be a guy who respects the actual hero of the movie kind of thing. Like right. he's then they then he becomes off more of like a cool fist bump cohort. And then he's the good guy. But it's hard to just root for the giant man who wrecks people and
1: snaps right. their necks. But then like their fight is all in like good spirit. Like it's, it's not like, it's as good spirit as you can not, be when you're uh They're not necessarily angry at each other, even though they're
0: And they're not gouging eyes other. or going to groin shots or uh, Right, right. It's it's all it's, up and up. And it's not the same kind of they live where a guy's trying to beat an answer into his friend, you know. It's more of a May the best man win, kind of. <laughs> yeah. The
1: code of the street fighter exactly. kind of thing. Whoever, I guess, loses
0: consciousness first. <laughs> In the meantime, though, 90 minutes of this movie is just so... This is a movie that can be an 80-minute flick. Yeah. And it's like two hours long. There are so many characters that can just be
1: excised <laughs> from this movie. Like They try to make it too much of a Muppet movie. Yeah, it's very strange how they try to make it comedic, and then they, there's a whole love story that uh, Ooh, yeah. seems to have continued on from the first one. Must have been. And yeah, it's a uh, there's a whole ca- crew of Nazi bikers who have. N- oh my god, they spend so much time with these guys, but they're like the worst. Those are the worst dudes. <laughs> it's the Those are the dumbest. dumbest. That that might be one of the dumbest things I've ever seen on a movie. In it a is. Movie. It's, it's so dumb. These bikers, for whatever reason, again we ought, we should know them from the first one i guess Maybe. because they're after philo for something he did and they just get their just asses awful. handed to him the whole
0: time and i guess that's supposed to be funny but then the movie has some parts that are really them trying to get like get a little real and serious <laughs> and then these like nazi bikers wearing makeup and wigs come into the scene again and like fall into a fucking fountain or something <laughs> it's always just them acting like boobs and the laughs like there are no laughs, man. There's no jokes there. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like they thought it sounded silly, but it. You need there need to be jokes. And it's such a wrong vibe.
1: What? They got jokes? They got an orangutan taking a shit in a cop car? <laughs> they go to that well a few times. <laughs> I don't know. That if, is something that was trained into that monkey.
0: I don't know if that was a thing. Like If we learn and maybe it builds to a big moment in the first one where... The whole plot is foiled because an orangutan took a huge shit in a cop car. I don't know where the lore of that started. Mm -hmm. All I know is that in the one I saw, they went to the joke like five times. Yeah, It became like a, not again. (laughs) And this is in like a two-hour movie already. And so I was like, we need more of this. And the rest of the time, again, the orangutan... Is just a like a man. He's just hanging out. He's just walking around with his little waddle strut and just getting into cars. Occasionally punches a man. They do kidnap another orangutan and uh, let him
1: mate with it or hang yeah, out with it. There's a whole
0: side plot where they get their boy laid.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like 25 minutes of this movie is
1: them kidnapping an ape to, to mate it. They have so many plans. oh, Clyde, you took the tranquilizer. You're not supposed to do that. It's
0: such a weird (laughs) thing to make like $75 million. I've never heard of this series practically. I only knew there was a movie with a monkey in Cleesewood when I was in the third grade. This guy, Nathan Hoffman, told me about a movie he saw where a monkey flipped someone off from a car. And that's you know, and he, th- he talked about it like it was the greatest thing he'd ever seen. <laughs> I had no idea what movie he was talking about. We get the monkey flipping a man off in another car. Iconic. But I now have a feeling that there might have been a dozen different movies from this era when oh, you, as you say,
1: people love. I'm monkeys. sure the monkey does it in the first one, right? I'm sure, that it's has just to be a, a gag already joke. used.
0: Yeah, and this was him going back to the bit, right? <laughs> Doing the bit again. What a rude for- orangutan. Oh, I wish I that era of of theatrical comedies that did such big business. I wish I could have seen that era in the theaters. Hmm. I wanted to hear what the people were reacting to <laughs> cuz it feels so far removed. Like put me there for the Gods must be crazy. This movie made a shit ton of money and spawned a sequel. I would die to know
1: what a crowd was reacting to. Simpler, the gods must be I think crazy. it was a simpler time honestly for comedy back then. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. you could you could uh, entertain with less. What
0: about Night Patrol which had a whole 3 minute scene that was just Billy Barty farting. Oh my god. And this plays this, <laughs> this was movies. This was movies then. This was movies you guys. This was a 3
1: year 1980 to like 83 where that's I mean, what yeah. a lot of comedies were. They made like 7 police academies, right? It's nuts. It's such an era. <laughs> It's such a
0: such a time. And any which way you can could have been they had their they had their sights set way too low. There's a mm. cool picture here. The we could get to Digstown level of cool, with a prize fight between Smith and Eastwood, built up to and profited on by millionaires and the elite. This is a cool story. And then they just tack in like Oh, yeah, Ruth Gordon's got to do a whole bit.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I I have never been so close to walking out of a group <laughs> viewing as when the motel manager was, I think it was, having yeah. the fantasy about Ruth Gordon's face <laughs> on uh, Bo Derek's body. <laughs> Guys, did you just hear what I said? They, there's a scene where Ruth Gordon's face is is plastered on a Bo Derek's body for yeah, 10. Yeah. I almost left. I almost was like, okay, if we're they good had, here. Would you have stayed if it was Ruth Gordon on Phoebe Cates' body?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. That's been, um, oh, my God. There was, was like, like the romantic Ruth me. Gordon subplot, and you talk about a woman who sounded like she was working without a script. <laughs> Ruth Gordon sounded like she was just given the directive of like, Chatter just to fill time, yeah. And she would just start a scene going, and then just walk through it, talking and muttering. I love Ruth Gordon. Oh, Uh, sure. Rosemary's Baby is you iconic performances. Yeah. Wow. Harold and Maude. Ruth Gordon would just not stop in any which way. You can not shut up. It was insane. Mm. This movie had the weirdest vibe. I did not know what this movie wanted me to think of it yeah every scene was very different but and, I really uh, like the William Smith stuff the William though. Smith fight at the end is one of those that's worth it man it is a great ass beaten through walls William Smith had all these through a wall fight scenes totally he looked like a guy that could believably crash through a wall and he was a stuntman too mm-hmm. you know how much we love stuntman actors <laughs> sure that's on a masthead here But yeah, man, I'm glad I got jumped in. I guess to the Any Which Way series. But yeah, we. uh, What else did we watch? We watched. You picked one
1: that was really good. Yeah, I went with the Losers. That's a good pick from 1970. One Uh, fun thing that I wasn't quite expecting, because we
0: were all on our own privately mm -hmm. picking movies. Right? We 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 thought of this idea the day before, and we were gonna come with our movies. So I had no idea what you were thinking. You apparently knew exactly what I was thinking. I You I were, had you were like
1: 80% plus sure. I and was, you were right. I was 100% sure. I was I would have bet money. I, went with like a, I, went a, I would with have Action USA. money on it. Yeah, yeah, you
0: would have put money on that?
1: Oh, yeah. I would have guessed Fast Company for you.
0: But you thought of it. I thought of it. it. I let, so what yeah. I loved is all of us, we realized... We're really considering some of the exact. There were some movies that came up three, four times. And we had looked through 270 (laughs) credits. Yeah. So that's a good sign that a lot, like one of us would have picked Fast Company. I think somebody would have picked Action USA if I hadn't have, maybe. But Blood and Guts, which is another one we watched, somebody was looking at that. We all looked at the losers. You were the guy that just. So what jumped out at you? Why'd you want the losers? Well, I was
1: looking for one that looked like it really starred William Smith because okay. he is a guy that shows up in a, a scene in so many things. Yeah, he'll fly in in a helicopter in Uncle Sam. Right. Um, but this one looked like it was like top of the bill. Uh, the plot you know, summary is was just beautiful. Quintet, quintet of CIA trained Hells Angels take <laughs> their specially armored hogs to Cambodia oh and head across Southeast Asia to rescue a captured presidential advisor. Armored hogs. Armored hog. You had me at armored hogs. <laughs> the losers. Uh, and then uh, this is also a movie that shows up in Pulp Fiction. Playing what? Uh, this. This movie is the one that they're That's on in the hotel room where Butch and his lady. No are way up. with the
0: pot belly. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Discussion. I think it's like the next morning. She's watching it, and it's that scene where they're riding around the, the uh, fort. Just oh, blowing well, sure. everyone to
0: hell. Now I recognize that. Yeah. Paul Coslo eats shit in the most traumatic Ugh. fashion you've ever seen. I also,
1: yeah, seen Paul Coslo in it. I oh was like, yeah, okay. yeah. I remember you saying that was uh So those were all positives. This was a very different movie than I expected, though. Um yeah. Uh it started out really so cool. When you
0: but presented it as your pick, mm-hmm. uh I recognized it just as one that I had looked up. I'm a big fan of those Filipino Action movies exactly. from uh, the 70s and 80s. And uh, again, Paul Coslo, Bernie Hamilton. Like, okay, mm. this is cool. It has, that, has this guy, Houston Savage, who was like a real-life Green Beret, tough guy actor. He turned up in a few of these same kind of pictures. Right, right. But when you told me, and you told me what it was, I was assuming it was a Dirty Dozen knockoff. There was a lot of those. On, Th- the, that's on the the drive-in circuit. Yeah, that's pretty much what it looked like. We get like, these right? guys with nothing to lose, send them on a suicide mission, and if they survive, they're free. Right. You know, and that's a that's a cool drive-in thing. Dirty dozens great, you know, the but it was not that. <laughs>
1: it was very different. Well, it started out like a real Southeast Asia exploitation action flick. Yes. Lots of dudes getting shot up, bright red blood. Boom, 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 boom. Uh Uh-huh. We get introduced to the losers in the back of the truck, and it's like... Yeah, that 1970, (laughs) like, brass, like... And so I'm like, hell yeah, the losers, man. And then we spend about an hour watching these dudes fall in love. Whoa. This movie (laughs) takes such a turn, man. This
0: is... I, I don't know This is so much is, more of a character piece happen, than man. I ever would have expected. There is so much more introspection in The Losers. And uh there was The Losers was uh, you know, all those driving pictures, the biker ones, it was always, you know, the born Losers, the Billy Jack one, yeah. or, you know, Hell's Losers, <laughs> or the the Holy Stompers. It was all, there's all these biker names, they all had Stompers or Losers or something like that in mm-hmm. the title. So this one, I'm picturing, like, Bike Gang on a Dirty Dozen mission? No. Apparently, the movie is about the roots they left behind in the Philippines, when they were railroaded and had to serve time. This is about their broken lives and picking up the pieces of those lives. So as you said, when we're getting introduced to the losers and they're kind of motorcycling their way through town and hitting up brothels and getting drunk, you know, they've been serving time. This is them cutting loose, having some fun for their mission. Sure. This all makes sense. There's like that buzzsaw guitar riff playing that go, go sound like, Oh man, this is a seven, this is a biker movie, all right. Then we get hit with some of the hardest, loudest, melodramatic love song <laughs> folk
1: music. It is insane. The room really uh, got like shut down when this thing <laughs> happened. I don't know if you felt it in the room, but it, it was got like quiet. Suddenly, one of the gang Duke rides off to find an old girlfriend he left behind yeah. and, like, stays with her family and knows the parents.
0: You think it's... It, the, so far, we've seen these guys kind of carousing around town and over laughing and being the biker. Yeah. But then we, we do start to see this kind of humanity side where they, like, give a ride to a kid on yeah. their motorcycle. And, you know, you can tell they kind of, like, are relating to the people. We didn't really find out until around this point that they originally lived here. Yes. They have ties to this community. They stay at Dirty Denny's brothel. Dirty Denny owns a 10% (laughs) stake in a hotel brothel. One of the losers actually owns a business in this town. We've not seen Dirty Denny wear a shirt. (laughs) But he is a small business owner in this town. We... I didn't know they were going on a mission to the town they like were part of the community in.
1: Yeah. And and then Limpy, played by Paul Coslo, oh, Limpy. <laughs> he falls limps. falls in love with a, a a woman at the club. Who who's recently who had a baby has who has a baby with man that ran out on her.
0: Paul Coslo looks like Hyde from that seventies show. Oh man. I've he never is. seen him he with the great. teased out fro before.
1: What a what a weird-looking performance. But, and then yeah, Limpy cuz he drags his foot around every. Yeah. But he falls hard for this woman yeah. in like 5 minutes. Basically is like she's coming with us yeah. and the baby.
0: Okay. So not only Duke <laughs> we find out not only is you sound like oh I have to visit someone. We, he had serious ties with this woman. He her whole family knows him. Yeah. He's like immediately He's going to take her by. home with him. Yeah. And yeah, Dirty Denny is a business owner and local known funny roustabout. And Paul Koslow, they go out to one club, and like the first woman he meets, admittedly, way hotter than, <laughs> than a woman that would be talking to Paul Koslow or sure. one of these things. Yeah. Beautiful woman. Uh, but then she has a baby. The man is gone, you know, uh, she's working essentially as a prostitute. And he is falling hard for this (laughs) prostitute he met at the club. Within five minutes, he is already talking about spending their lives together and, like, becoming a dad. Paul Cosmo's been in town for a day, and he's already met a woman to, like, be the father to her child.
1: There's literally a shot of him, like, before they're about to go on the mission, just kind of, like, cradling the baby and, like... Hanging out with the baby. Yeah. I'm this just guy like,
0: became a man on the first
1: night like, in town. This is not... On this suicide mission. Not a scene I expected to see in The Losers. And and then to find out that that baby... Is Bernie Hamilton's...
0: So the, that, the sergeant's That, that baby. lady
1: used to be with... Yeah, the, the sergeant of the whole group. uh oh, too much. It's that a lot ridiculous. of soap drama in The Losers. It was weird, man. So, as
0: I said, the the glory stompers. You know, the hells, hell's satans all those biker movie names the losers is always like the name of the gang oh yeah this was not the name of the gang it's not yeah. the born Losers. they weren't
1: the hell's angels either i said no. that in the recap they the, were the
0: losers refers to losing the chance on being
1: in love
0: <laughs> you think the whole that, theme yeah. of the movie it says it in the song this movie has a the theme song by the true losers way. which this theme song this high pitched female folk song doo, 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 that couldn't be any doo, doo, different from the tone of any of this movie just if oh my god it was such an unexpected blow to know that it was a recurring theme and talked about those that oh weren't man. were too afraid to be vulnerable enough to fall in love those were the real losers It's like the real losers are like the ones who left behind the chance at love that's what I'm getting out of the dirty dozen here when I watch The Devils 8, I don't expect to learn a ton about the lives and loves of mm-hmm. those Devils 8. <laughs> but we learn so much about the losers. But Except men, we
1: don't really get that much on William Smith. William
0: Smith is the, clearly the leader and the top build in this movie. He doesn't get a girl. And he,
1: everyone else gets to like fall in love he's, overnight. Yeah, he gets to have the kind of personal connection to the presidential advisor that they're rescuing and... He gets a nice moment at the end, talking about, you know, you call us freaks just because we got long hair, kind of a thing. He got his big earrings on during oh, the scene. Oh man, the earrings on this guy! Yeah, the dangly
0: earrings. Those are good. The whole crux of the movie and why it works, even when some of the stuff could have been trimmed or tightened up, is that raid on oh, the man. on the local on the local warlords
1: they compound. Do, they at the do end. armor up the hogs. They. The hogs come armored. Don't worry. There is a whole hog armory montage happening. This is the kind of scene
0: that those like Filipino action movies are known for. Yeah. This kind of like not following the strictest union standards mm-hmm. kind of danger scenes.
1: Man, there's a few shots of explosions where I'm like, I hope that's a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, these, oh, that's a these, limp body. I hope of that's a stunts dummy. stunts
0: and dead bodies look so real.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How but about that? There's, yeah, there's a good. It's almost like I th- I thought, I was like, I wonder if they're doing like a wild bunch thing here. Cause Very wild bunch. They've thing. even got one of the hogs is basically now a three wheeler Gatling <laughs> yeah. gun going off. Oh my gosh, missile right? Missile rocket launcher situation. They're coming out like part of Penguin's crew. And it feels like that, where they are just circling this camp and just blowing up every Just straw five guys shack blowing up every find, shack and every man. Taking out all the seized. watchtowers. A lot of killing. A lot of killing. A lot of killing. A lot of killing. These, this is a real Comanche uprising uh, You situation. could see why yeah, Tarantino would want to put this in the
0: movie. But that's the kind of role Smith got. Smith made these movies with these kind of crazy action. Because then when he segued into straight-to-video movies, straight-to-video was such a haven for crazy stunt action movies. These guys that didn't have the budget. But, you know, stuntmen got to work.
1: Hmm. It's
0: not gonna always going to be the big uh, lethal weapon. You know, you got to get work. And so you're doing Action USA just to keep your your scale. And so you get some crazy stunts in these movies. Spiro Rosados in all those Lustig movies. Way crazier than any of the big stunts you were getting in the box office. Right, absolutely. And and Smith segued right into those. So then he's in these movies like Eye of the Tiger and Action USA with (laughs) more memorable crazy stunts. But the final shootout in The Losers. Oh, my God. Just guys... Ripping mopeds through a town while machine gunning hundreds of people, yeah, the, and the,
1: exploding every building. The hogs are Kawasaki like dirt bikes, essentially. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah. Oh man, yeah. And then, uh, like I said, Paul Koslo goes through some barbed wire pretty badly. Well, there's there's this great shot of oh. uh, what
0: Smith uh, going into a in purposeful slide to go under barbed wire. We yes. get a great great escape. Yes. You had mentioned McQueen earlier. Mm-hmm. Smith is like McQueen doing these kind of movies. And so he slides under the barbed wire. It looks amazing because it also looks like him. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. no cut, it's a dead on shot. So when I saw how easily he got through one row of barbed wire on a bike, when Paul Koslow was speeding for the barbed wire fence in like a dune buggy, I figured his would be an easier time. That barbed wire oh. stopped that dune buggy dead in its Ugh. damn tracks and flipped it straight over. It looked like a guy went straight on the side of his head and neck.
1: It, that it was the guy, whoever was yeah. driving in the Coslo spot. It kind of gave me a shudder now just thinking about it because it is like, oh. I
0: don't know how that man didn't die. Hard. That is just getting Ooh. flipped directly onto your head while you're trapped in a vehicle. And it's a straight shot. There's no cutaway. Mm-hmm. Maybe they crashed a car with a dummy
1: and used impressive editing. Or... <laughs> and I'm imagining a guy with a helmet in the, but then like a big wig like because Coslo's just got this huge, <laughs> this huge white afro hair. thing going.
0: But how many movies... How many of these fake escape from New York... I hope, I hope New that York? guy was okay. Any Italian escape from New York movie always has a guy flying like ass over windshield yeah. when his motorcycle gets T-boned by a car. We're like, oh, that's... Not sure how they did that, but... uh. (laughs) look cool, but yowza. And this movie is... That scene was brutal. But usually, the point of these Dirty Dozen mercenary suicide missions is that these guys are expendable. These guys are just fodder, Mm -hmm. right? Sent in. It's a suicide mission. We don't learn everything that they did in life that led them to this exact moment. Right. That was not at all what I was expecting. And I kind of like it. I like the unexpectedness of it and the kind of ridiculousness of learning about these expendable humans. Because mm-hmm. that's what it is. A lot of them start dying off. Yeah, yeah. Because they set on a suicide mission. But, uh, you know, you go into this movie expecting, like, Link Ray guitar songs while they, like, speed through the jungle on bikes. None of a, uh, no part of, like, granola folk music. Mm-hmm. I would assume, would have entered into it. But I'm kind of glad it did. There's one lyric that jumped out at me. If I was expecting a song to be in this movie, it would be that fuzz, meow, 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 you know, kind of guitar kind of sound. Totally. There was a lyric in the theme song that said, this is kind of the theme of the movie, I think. <laughs> it means a lot. Love is a flower that needs peace to grow. What? Because what?
1: you're losers.
0: You don't want to be losers. <laughs> As they're
1: just machine gunning a camp full of
0: men. I don't get it. It was so weird. Who were they trying to get? It's got to be that uh, Billy. That a good it's got
1: to be Billy Jack's fault. It's genuinely a good question. Billy
0: Jack made him ask too many questions. They couldn't just make a biker movie who, anymore. Who
1: exactly was the target for that movie? <laughs> That's a good question. (laughs) But
0: I'm into it. Also, the losers were weirdly bigoted while while seeming very progressive. Yeah. They would do some very not kosher stuff, but then they would be very firmly believe in women's rights. (laughs) Like, they weren't rapey. They were really, like, down for a woman's right to choose, but then they were super racist also. So, walk in contradiction, these these losers. Um, But it was a good pick. Yeah, cool. Okay, I, cool. I I enjoyed this way. I enjoyed it too. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about my pick on a later. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're dedicating our our own episode to Action USA. But then we also watched Blood and Guts. Mm. Oh, the this only... is one of, another one I almost wanted to pick. Yeah, this yeah. I think this one I expected somebody to pick because it's William Smith in his only pro wrestling character movie. This is one of the few actors who really feels
1: like. He could have been a hugely successful pro wrestler. Oh, well, the way he fights is perfect His for His fighting that. is incredible. Yeah, he can take a punch or a kick as fact, well as get We it.
0: should talk about the fight scene in Darker Than Amber. Sure, do it. A movie that's not readily available anywhere. A lot of William Smith movies, for a guy with so many credits, the more of those you do, the more that just get lost. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of 80s straight-to-video stuff that didn't even have a beat-up YouTube file. Right. Some stuff that is just gone. I'll eventually get a VHS of evil Alter, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of these movies, if you make, if you're in 275 acting credits, you probably won't have access to all those at any, I'm not going to find his craft theater mm-hmm. performances, you know, his Colgate hour. <laughs> uh, but, uh, there were so many cool ones to choose from. But even then I was like, somebody will pick blood and guts, Right. I had no idea before looking through his profile that he did a wrestling movie for a guy who's such a natural, mm-hmm. char- charismatic, got the size. Nobody got else loves those. Got, yeah, he's had got the, the attitude. Look. Could have been a huge star. And this fight in Darker Than Amber, which if you just look it up on YouTube, it's him and Rod Taylor. One of those fights where something happens and things turn. And these guys are just having a fight. This became a real dick-swinging contest <laughs> at some point. Ending with broken nose and broken ribs and some real wall-breaking wall, <laughs> wall breaking action. Yeah. It was so violent that most of it got edited out of the movie itself. So the extended cut is on YouTube in a few different places. And it's worth three minutes. It's insane. It is an insane It fight. starts at 10. Yeah, it just starts dialed up. It's immediately two guys seeing each other and being like, well, it's happening. (laughs) It's like that Kill Bill scene where she goes to Vivica A. Fox. 100%. It is just, boom, it is on. We are firing over. Like, these guys are out for blood. And it is some, man, these guys beat the shit out of each other. It's it's probably surpasses They Live Mm. in uh, brutality. And Roddy Piper and Keith David (laughs) smash each other. Yeah. So dark and amber. Jason wanted that one, but we couldn't find it.
1: So we that's got why to see we the got fight. the monkey movie. We got the fight. That's why we got the monkey movie. <laughs> Two
0: hours of monkey.
1: But and then, yeah, blood and guts was another kind of unexpected character study. It, um, it was. Yeah, he kept a making th- these, a weird theme in these William Smith movies. Is like. This yeah character study of like He's a guy really getting the thinking old, thinking
0: man's. Go- he did the same in Fast Company. Yeah, same Fast Company. And we'll do an episode on that as well. Was him just getting introspective about where he is in his life and career now? Mm-hmm. These are all supposed to be just oh yeah a hot rod racing movie, yeah you know a street fighting movie, right? Oh yeah, a biker movie. A, yeah, a wrestling movie. They're all like thinking pieces in a wrestling movie. Blood and guts, very different than I expected starting with the intro from Sybil Danning.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> so the,
0: the so this is another movie that didn't make it past VHS. There's no DVD of or Blu-ray of Blood and Guts. Yeah. Shocking, I don't, I, know. I don't know why we get some pretty obscure stuff now, but it it's, uh, it's got to be a matter of time before yeah, someone has, can find somebody it, on mine this, a good copy. Well, yeah. yeah. And so the only release was some kind of, you know, Sybil Danning-hosted VHS series from the 80s. The same way that there would be tapes like Elvira's Movie mm-hmm. Macabre. Or right, the, it was called something the even The like... Gene Shalit Collection, right. as yeah. you love. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's the Critics' a,
1: Corner.
0: Gene <laughs> Shalit Critics' Corner release of Lazy. Yeah, Diss. this was like... Uh... Sybil Danning's Adventure Series. Yeah, yeah. So who knows how many were under this series, but I love those 80s... Let's get this celebrity to sign their name onto this thing. So that's the only v- release of this movie. It didn't really play the States. It was a Canadian picture. Mm-hmm. yeah, as we like basically. to Basically. And Sybil Danning hosts this intro wearing this leopard print leotard thong, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. showing off the reason you hire Sybil Danning to do this yeah. thing. <laughs> but it's just so funny, her doing this whole scripted intro, like, but this mad action isn't for the faint of heart. Oh, I'm in.
1: i I'm mean hooked. She calls it the best wrestling movie ever made, which so that's that's high praise
0: for nineteen. For <laughs> when she would have that would have been put out in '86. The intro. I mean, the wrestling movie genre is not oh, yeah, filled with yeah. classics. <laughs> you know, you had what, body slam, sure. Okay. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a thin genre. Not easy to climb to the top of that ladder. And I kind of believe it. It kind of did more with the themes than a lot of other movies. There's a lot of good boxing movies. Mm -hmm. There's no reason it couldn't be something like that with a wrestling movie. And Blood and Guts kind of went for that. It didn't always succeed. The one theme of all these William Smith movies we watched was every one of them felt 10 to 30 minutes too long. Even though they all ranged in time from 80 minutes to two hours. (laughs) Even the short ones like Blood and Guts were kind of like, we could have. They always try. It's like they did too much trying to make us notice these characters. Well, yeah, uh, it's very funny for such an exploitative genre that these
1: all come from. Yeah, they all really make us spend way too much time with some of them. They just kind of yeah. They they're a little slow paced for, they for what be. you are expecting. And almost the like thing was, uh, too, was too different. much. Like yeah, almost like too much of a romantic
0: storyline
1: in some of these.
0: We get to see him in the ring. Which was one of the main reasons I thought of picking this movie. I wanted to see him in a pro wrestling match setting. And we get some of that. It's good. Because he has those great knee lifts. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's a move of his. He loves the knee lift in all of his fights. He can get some crazy force with those (laughs) legs. That's his go-to move. And he uses it a lot here. You get to see him drop an elbow as Mm -hmm. this uh, narcissistic bleach blonde. The bleach blonde William Smith. Yeah, this flick. It's the movie, a wig. do It's just yeah, he's a He's got wig. the Ric Flair wig, kind of. But it was a cool movie. It's cool that a movie like this could exist. It treated pro wrestling seriously, but not so much that it's like ridiculous. It treated it like not much different than boxing. Mm-hmm. But it admitted that it was fixed. It mm-hmm. wasn't trying to do that trick that a lot of wrestling movies did. When you treat it respectfully, you have to keep within the rules. No. They t- uh, took it on honestly that this was fixed. These were promoters. They were pushing these stars. That
1: was pretty uh, forward pr- uh, presentation of pro wrestling for that era. Yeah, to kind of show them as this they they travel by bus, you know, kind of as a, a group. It's almost like they uh, remind me of you know the minstrels or whoever yeah, it's a, in it's Seventh a, Seal doing their you know right. touring around the countryside performing their show. It really taps into the you
0: know uh, carny, yes, nature yeah, yeah, of it yeah. more than a lot of the movies did. Uh, really showed them as yeah they're just travel they're sideshows man and they're the traveling main,
1: town to town. The main conflict is like another promoter wants the wrestler on his crew. Yeah, like it's all business stuff. Uh huh. It's if, it's know. in
0: all these great. You know, it's when the, the classic days when wrestling was in smoky bingo halls, you know, uh-huh. and like, but he was a big star within this circuit, and it, but it presents it honestly. Usually when a movie like this, they get the numbers all wrong. There'll be a cheesy wrestling star movie, and they'll be drawing 20,000 fans. Mm. You know, it's it's ridiculous. This movie felt like it was made by people who understood the pro wrestling business. Which was not a thing very publicly talked about in seventy eight. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that was very ahead of its time. There was a, a documentary that played theaters in the late nineties called Beyond the Mat. Heard of wrestling that? Wrestling yeah. was at its pop popular mainstream It was becoming the biggest mainstream it's been in, you know, since Hogan mm-hmm. at that point. So yeah, it got that big documentary which showed a lot of behind the scenes stuff, and it was a, kind of a big deal when it came out. There was also a TV special called. You know the secrets of pro wrestling revealed mm. when they were doing all those magic reveal shows. <laughs> there
1: was a wrestling one, sure, to show you how they do the moves and stuff, or yeah,
0: just show you the tricks behind you know, blading. Oh, yeah, you know, oh, if a fan gets pushed, it was a stunt grandma, stunt granny. <laughs> there was a stunt granny that gets shoved a by granny. a wrestler, and yeah. there was talk about the wrestlers that participate who wore masks, you know. Oh, yeah, this sure, is all sure. late 90s. But they were talking very much behind the scenes stuff in this movie. Yeah. It has to just be that nobody saw this movie. (laughs) Except Sybil Danny. (laughs) Except Sybil Danny. We assume. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) There is a chance. She doesn't name tons of specifics about why this movie is the best wrestling movie. She could have pulled a Troy McClure on us on this one. Maybe. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past her. She looked great. She turned around, she showed the butt. It was the do I have to watch the movie? I'll show the butt. Yeah. Is that is that good? Is that cool? I'll come back, I'll do an outro as well. Yeah, you know she just did like ten of those in a day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. I hope, man. Get paid, civil danning. (laughs) Um but it was really cool, this story of an
1: an aging out guy. Smith does aging out star really well. Yeah. He's got a melancholiness to him that really lends itself to the dramatic. Like he can, he's more relatable and adaptable. connectable. Eye, he's got something in the eyes. Like he he's does. got There's like I don't know, puppy dog isn't the right word, but there's there's a warmth. There's a yeah. There's something in there. It's it's what connects but, the the big stars. It's yeah. how you get a Burt Reynolds.
0: Mm-hmm. There's that playful spark that people see in the eyes. Why do you think McConaughey had has had such a durable? Mm-hmm. You look at McConaughey's eyes and there's the just that glint. Mm, I get lost them. You know in that them. playful. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. Some people just got it. But Smith, and Smith, Smith that has that me. same yeah. kind of connection. Yeah, there's uh, there's more there. He's not just a a thug. He's not just a, a giant of a man. Right. Uh, there's really that good. Even again, when we buy into that Arnold arrangement, it's just a uh, e- seeing Arnold be tender is still always odd. It's just yeah. always odd, and seeing Smith. We get to see him have such sweet relationships with so many ladies in these movies that you buy into him as this sweet guy who can also punch a man out of his trailer. (laughs) Through a wall. Through a wall, man. It's so cool that he had the career he had. Mm -hmm. Total legend. There's no wrong place to start, I don't think, with his career. It's really one you can just throw a dart at something. He's such a commanding presence. That whether you land on a random one where he's the lead or you land on one where he has a scene or two in Red Dawn, Mm -hmm. it's a guy, he's a Harry Dean Stanton type. You just want to see him a bit. Just show up and he's the kind of guy that really colored my way of watching movies. Why listen to what critics say when you can just watch the guys you love to watch Mm. in the things they did? Watch the guys you like. And Smith, there's not many I like more.
1: Yeah, I'm really glad I got to know his name and start following it's this. Such a such a plain name for such an extraordinary And like man. you said, we're going to at least do an episode about Fast Company, which is a Cronenberg film he did. Yeah, knocks and, off another uh, Cronenberg. Action USA is a, a great late Whew. 80s stunt spectacular. One of the great
0: examples
1: of direct-to-video 80s crazy stunt action but movie. There's a ton of stuff of his I still want to see. Hollywood man, uh something with uh Champagne and Bullets. The Ultimate Warrior with Yul Brenner. Oh yeah. Champagne and Bullets. There's this movie called Seven from nineteen seventy nine. That sounded looks cool. amazing. That sounded so, so good. There's gonna be a lot more coming. Oh the invasion of the Bee Girls. Oh yeah. That one came close to getting picked. I,
0: I was somebody pick... almost went B girls. I
1: I almost went B girls. I, I almost went B-girls. You would have made a good choice.
0: So I there know you it would I know we would have loved it. Yeah there's Oh man, there's a couple movies with Fred Williamson. Mm. Love to see those two together. Any of his
1: TV stuff, man. I know. I'm gonna go look up his appearance on Bronk. Man, if you, I know Lo- <laughs> the Jack Palance <laughs> detective yeah. show from the yeah. '70s. Laredo's out
0: there. Laredo was there his big western. It's easy to find episodes of Laredo. Every I looked the other day, every one of them's on YouTube. Oh, sick! And it's a it's a half hour western too. So boom, 23 minutes. You can see William Smith at his horse riding best. Like uh, every cool genre flick, he did it, and he did a ton of them. So, if you are not
1: familiar with this man, just hop aboard. Now's the time. Yeah, away we go. Uh, yeah. Too bad that we lost him. Yeah, but, at least uh, he got in that Carell movie. To le- <laughs> at least, at least. At least he's that's he also that's on in the that list. Steve Carell Topher Grace
0: buzzer beater. Yeah, I think that's I. Got, I, that's, I think I gotta the watch Irresistible. People. That's funny. The Roseburn William Smith joint. What? The one you never knew you wanted.
1: What a god. (laughs) (laughs) It came to this. It did come to this. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you guys. Good night.